What is going on, guys? It is time for another Friday Night Live. What is up? What is up? Oh, Applin's heart, you're freaking nuts. I've been reading your comments. <laughs> Just laughing. <laughs> oh, man. So how's everybody doing? It's good to see everybody jumping on here. Man, oh, man, it has been a fun, fun week. I've been uh, filming with Chad, his TV show all week, showing him how to catch big bass. Uh, caught one eight pounds, two ounces yesterday on the filming his tv show should be should be a good show um don't know when it's gonna air don't ask me i have no clue but um but yeah man i'm doing pretty good i went out today and in between rain showers got a video done uh it'll be uh it's the video about um april baits and then uh tomorrow i'm heading back out to film some more and try to get as many of those uh videos loaded edited and loaded because wednesday we're going on spring break taking my kids uh, out of town for a few days and then come back home and start grinding again. So it ought to be fun. It ought to be fun. So how's everybody doing? Oh, man. Uh, says Josh has met you at the Classic, was hoping to stop and talk to you, but still recovering from some health issues. Hope you enjoy the decals I dropped off. That was you? That's awesome, man. They're sitting in my cup holder in my truck. One of them's going to go on my tailgate. I don't know what I'm going to do with the other one. So, yeah, dude, that was pretty awesome. Thanks for dropping them off. So, uh, it's a, they're, they're awesome. I love it. <laughs> oh, Jack Roberts going on. John Pulliam, what's going on, brother? Nope. I don't check my Facebook messages very often, man. Uh, goodness. Uh, Caden Dickey. That's a good question. We'll get to it, it in just a few minutes. Uh, he says, what are your thoughts on the slobber knocker? Um, talked about that today in my video, as a matter of fact, but, um, but yeah, what's going on outdoors, outdoors, man. Um, so, uh, well, that's a new, there's a new logo, Bergmeister, uh, 34. What's up, man? Never seen that thumbnail before. That's pretty cool. Or that avatar, whatever they call them these days. But, uh, Zach Ferguson, Walton Doyle, what's going on, my friend? Zach Ferguson, how you doing, man? He says, I'm fishing my first KBF monthly challenge tomorrow. How do you, I see, how do I see the identifier code? So go to the, uh, I don't have my phone on me, or uh, what do you do? Hold on a second. Watch the video I shot uh, two weeks ago. No, I'm just kidding. Let me pull it up for you. Go to Fishing Chaos. Uh, go to your dashboard. Find the tournament that you're fishing. I'm going to go to the April challenge that I'm fishing. Oh, he has not launched it yet. All right. So that's up to Chad. But So you'll go to this page right here. And this is what you'll be seeing right now. But up here, up top, there'll be a yellow bar. When that yellow bar pops up, that's your identifier. You really don't need it till midnight tonight, anyway. But um, but yeah, if you're you click on that the yellow bar when it pops up there, and your identifier will be right there. So, um, but uh, matter of fact, I'll text Chad right now while we're talking. What's up, Chris Curtis? What's going on, brother? Chris McFarlane, what's up? What's up, Wicked Fishing? How you doing, man? I'm going to text Chad and tell him uh, uh, challenge identifier, please. Let me find it. Oh.
Oh, I spelt it wrong. No wonder. <laughs> there. That should pop up in a little bit now. Oh, goodness. goodness. Connor, what's up? As a new member. Thank you for joining. Uh, if you guys haven't noticed, um, down on the bottom left-hand corner, if you ever wanted to donate or do anything else to me for me, stuff like that, in, on YouTube, it says join. Join, and it's a monthly subscription, and you get some perks and stuff. So I just started it, so don't hold me, don't hold my feet to the fire yet. I'm still trying to get used to it, but uh, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, and I may end up starting to run my my lives out of YouTube instead of on Streamyard, but I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out what's the best for, especially for the membership stuff. But yeah, there's a lot of really cool things going on with the memberships. Thanks, Connor. I appreciate it. Um, Scott Perkapal, I hope I don't butcher these names. I hate butchering names. Goodness. First live show. That's awesome, man. All right. So, oh, my friend Jessica Eaton's on. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. A couple of things I want to go over. Uh, don't forget about the, um, the knucklehead tournament. The first month just en is ending tonight. Uh, I think Jake and Jason Starley's in the lead for mine. If he wins, if he ends up winning, he will get um, he will be the first member of Team Fluke Master. Uh, and in October, the championship is in Northern Alabama. All the entry fees are going to go towards getting the five, getting the four members of my team down there, and then prizes and stuff like that. Depending on how much money we can we can raise through entry fees. Uh, um, we got some kayaks to give away and a bunch of other things. I'm still trying to wrap my head around the whole thing, but, but yeah, dude, Jason Starley will probably be the first, first winner. And then uh, next month, it, you just don't know. So three more months to go uh, anywhere, bank or kayak catch photo release through fishing chaos. And you just go into fishing chaos and you sign up uh, membership. I think you need to be a member of KBF, but I can't remember. It's all in the rules and stuff. So. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, fishing with fish gall. What's going on, man? It's been a long time. Glad you're back on the grind. I won't be back to it. I won back to back AOI for the Philly Bass Busters, mostly because of your videos. That's awesome, man. Wow. Congratulations. Now I have a YouTube channel, 300 subs. Thank you. Go, Y'all go over and give him some subs. Uh, fishing with fish gall. Uh, unless he's only got three videos. If you only got three videos, come back. Wait till you know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, Goodness, goodness. Uh, Outdoors Man says, I'd like to see you break down a new lake in the spring you've never been on. Dude, that's a lot of fun. It really is. It's one of my favorite things to do is go to a lake I've never been to and then break it down. Usually takes me about two or three days. Um, let's see. Man, a lot of new newcomers. Mr. Fantastic, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Man, that's awesome. So I went to the Bassmasters Classic Expo this last week. It was really, really cool. Um, got to see a lot of old friends. Got to catch up with a bunch of people that I hadn't seen in a while. Um, got to, got to, I picked up some, uh, some of the Yamamoto uh, Yama Tanuki baits, and I've already caught a bunch of fish on it. Um Hold on, Chad just texted me back, said try it now. So we're going to try it now and see. All right, it's up, see? Just like that. You click on this thing right here, and it'll give you the identifier for this month's challenge, for the KBF month's challenge. 
So hold on. I got to respond to him and say, yep, got it. Or he will text me back. That's how you get things done. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. Um, Luke Ingram, we don't even have open water yet. I'm still working with two feet of ice. Holy cow, man. That sucks. There are some other YouTubers that are from up north that are going to be running theirs uh, a month or two late. Uh, that kind of stuff. So what the knucklehead challenge is, is, is team fluke master will be the four winners of my four month, four, one month tournaments, uh, against the, the winners of Chad Hoover's and, uh, and Gramps and, uh, a couple other guys. I never can remember unless I pull them up and then we're trying to get Alex Rudd to jump on board, but I don't know if he's going to or not, at least not, maybe not this year, but, uh, Dude, the, the goal is to grow this to be just a really cool, fun event. Uh, just have a good, fun party down in, in Birmingham, Alabama with a – with a. Uh, what, hold on, he texted me again and lost my – but uh, with with a, a, a tournament on the side, basically, a championship tournament on the side. Um, anyway, he's giving me excuses. Uh, <laughs> Fishing with Aaron says, what's my PB? My PB is uh, 10 pounds, 12 ounces. Um, it's time to break that sucker. It definitely is. Who just donated 20 bucks? Calvin Johnson. What's going on, man? Thanks for the 20 bucks, bro. He has, here's a little to help out with the knucklehead prizes. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Freaking cool. Let me find my stuff again. Um, Scott Perkopal says, I just bought his first kayak. kayak. Uh, any advice for a new kayak fisherman? Learn how to get back in that sucker when you fall out. So as the water gets warm and safe, the what I want you to do is I want you to leave everything out of your kayak, but your paddle and have your PFD on and jump in the water and tr learn how to get back up. I've got a video about open water reentry. It will save your life one day. It really will. Uh, I, there, I can think of three stories this winter off the top of my head where guys were able to get themselves back in their kayak and get to the bank and get warm or get wherever they needed to and get warm save their life so be sure you learn that um other than that take your time have fun with it uh don't take a whole lot of tackle to start with and and enjoy the the uh enjoy the ride man it's a lot of fun who's from covington holy cow joshua johnson checking in from covington you gotta head back to el charles soon so i can stop by and say hi again <laughs> dude that was a couple of years ago that's awesome that's awesome. I'm going to be down there in a few weeks. I got to go down and clean out my mom's basement. She's getting ready to, well, she's, they're getting a new, she's getting a new house built uh, next to my sister. So she can be taken care of. My mom's uh, almost 90 years old. So let's see. Uh, did you fish Lake Gunnersville last weekend? Not last weekend, but I fished it yesterday and the day before and the day before that. Um, and uh, did pretty good. Caught an eight-pound, two-ounce fish at the end of the day yesterday. And then the day before, I caught one, I think, five and some chains, five and a quarter. So wind started blowing yesterday afternoon, and I grabbed a half-ounce chatterbait and threw it up into two, about two and a half feet of water and was just burning it as fast as I could reel it back in. Caught two decent ones and then that giant. So it was pretty awesome. Uh Usuma Khan, what's going on, man? Says, first time joining live. Been watching the videos for years now. Great content. Really appreciate the work you put into the instructional videos. Appreciate it, man. I'm going to do a whole bunch tomorrow. My plan is, my hope is to get four done tomorrow. If I get three, I'll be happy. 
I'm gonna sit down uh, most of the night tonight and edit. So, uh, let's see. Chad also says he's gonna start. Um, he's gonna start have the putting up that identifier for the challenge series later than he normally does. That way, people don't go out and catch one the night before and cheat. So, um, let's see. David Myers looking at build, looking at building a new rig. I want an eleven oh three. And foot steering, which 1103 is a Torquedo uh, motor. I've got one on the back of my kayak. I ran it today. I was thinking of PA-14. Anything else I should consider for, for the kayak non-sponsored? Um, let me think. For the PA-14, uh, you know, I, I've heard rumor they've been, the PA-14 or the PA-12 has been, the hole's been cracking and there's been leaks but I don't know what the, the whole detail of that is. I really don't. But that's something I've heard over the last few weeks is that a lot of people have been getting uh, uh, getting water, unexplained water in their in their kayaks. But uh, you might just check Facebook and check before you before you put that, you know, before you uh, totally take my word for it. Um, but uh, let me think. Get a decent paddle. PA-14, you're only going to need a paddle if it if you know something catastrophic happens um but that's all i can think david really is uh andy leonard what's going on man thank you for jumping in um let's see did you clog dance with zeb ross at the classic no when i sat there and watched him him and his group for about 15 minutes it was pretty cool it was pretty cool man if i'd have started clogging i'd have passed out in about five minutes i'm so out of shape so how are you rigging the new Yamamoto? Uh, talking about the Yama, hold on, I didn't click on it. Uh, the, the Yama Tanuki, it's basically, it's weightless. Four-aught, extra wide gap hook, weightless. Just rig it Texas style. Um, it's a big chunk of plastic, but that's the only way I know. To, that's, that's what they tell you to rig it. I'm going to make a video uh, as soon as I, I get a little bit more seat time on the uh or time behind that bait, I'm going to do a video about it. So I really like it. It, it works great in beds. I'll tell you that. So I'm flipping around cover and bushes and stuff like that. So, um, black bass angler. What's up girl? A friend gave me his old, my, his old bass boat. I, it needs work on the transom. Have you ever done re restoration on a boat? I have. Um, but what I used to do is I used to build, electric boats i would go i had a couple of buddies that were um ups drivers and they would look in people's yards as they were delivering and they'd see these old trackers that had trees and bushes growing out of them that you know maybe it's a lady who has whose husband died several years before or whatever but i would go and offer to buy the boat from them take it away gut it out rebuild it make it 100 electric and sell it in atlanta i never did a whole lot of transom work uh, most transoms back then were wood I would just check it to make sure it was, wasn't rotten. Uh, and I, luckily I never got one that was rotten. The, the bad, the good thing is, is I was never going to, the boat I was building was never going to have a big motor on it. So it really didn't matter whether it was a, a really bad transfer or not. So other than that, long story short, nope. Don't know a whole lot about rest, restoring transoms. That's for sure. Um, Apple chart. There's a tournament tomorrow. Clark seal. What should I be fishing after they finish? I'm not fishing the tournament still close to Cary Creek though. Um, Cary Creek, probably keg Creek is probably what you meant to type. Um, I don't know, man. 
I don't, I'm not sure what they're doing. That storm that's going to move through tomorrow is going to be, uh, it might change things a little bit, might make them suspend. Uh, still, I'd be in the back of Keg Creek somewhere uh, throwing moving baits. So, uh, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip a bunch of questions just because I'm so freaking far behind. I'm going to try to catch a few, though. Um, Drew Thaler from Facebook says, first year kayak fishing and picked up an RS-117. My question is, what techniques do you fit, find more difficult to fish from a kayak as opposed to a boat uh, or even a bank? The most difficult one to learn has been like a jerk bait or, a, you know, sitting down fishing a jerk bait or fishing a fluke, um, something where you've got to pop your rod to the side a little bit. Um, but I've learned uh, it just takes a whole lot of practice and there's certain anglers or certain angles that you can't do it. Another difficult thing is to understand is you got to find out where your strong side is and where your weak side is. Or So for me, because I am, because uh, I hold the rod in my right, in my left hand, my weak hook sets are always directly to my right with my shoulders square this way. So I always try to turn my shoulders and get them as square as I can to a, a cast over to the right. That way, if I've got to set the hook, I've got a little bit of power. But if I try to set the hook on like a Texas rig or a jig or something like that with me, with the bait over here on my side, I will miss that. I'll lose that fish every time because I just don't have a strong enough hook set right there. So just pay attention to your hook set angles. Emily Grace, what's going on, girl? <laughs> it was sure was good to see you at the Classic. Awesome. 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 Uh, let's see. Michael, uh, Donna, Donna uh, checking in from Oklahoma. Hope to meet you at the classic in Tulsa next year. I should be there. Definitely. I remember the Tulsa classic. It was really, really good. So was it in Tulsa or was it Oklahoma city? I think it was Oklahoma city. I've never been to Tulsa. That's awesome. Um, Lowell Henderson, what's going on? Aiden camera, right side, right outside of Athens, Georgia here. Do you know of any good spots? um bear creek is a really good one any of those county reservoirs that are electric only uh are typically pretty good uh i know bear creek has become kind of an offshore lake i fished it a few couple of two three years ago jordan had a high school kayak tournament there but uh yeah dude that's a really good one and then if you can get down to um what's the name of that other reservoir the new one uh Hard Labor Creek, the new reservoir in, in Social Circle. That one's going to be a really good one through the years. That's one to get down and spend a lot of time on getting to know. Travis Mann, I had a good day on Dale Hollow last uh, Lake last Saturday. 24.64 is what I had. Holy crap, dude. That's a heck of a limit. Wow. Emily Grace, go dogs. <laughs> uh, Scott Parkopal, you said you have something going on in Birmingham. Uh, I live in Birmingham area. What do you have going on there? Not a whole lot. Well, it's in, it's in Huntsville. Um, I uh, basically where I fish out of when I stay with Chad is, I, is, is in Huntsville. I stay in his RV and I do a lot of work in and around Huntsville, around the Northern Alabama area, kind of promoting the normal North Northern Alabama area. Um, doing it for free right now, hoping to get on their pay payroll late uh, um, further down the road. But anyway, so. Got to be pretty cool. I love it up there. It's one of some of my favorite lakes are all up along the, the Tennessee River in northern Alabama. So, um, let's see. 
Um, outdoors, man, uh, I need to get a motor paddling. I need to get a motor. Paddling is rough for you if you expect to really cover any water. That's true. It's so true. Um, it's pretty neat that you can get you know a motor on a bunch of different kayaks these days. Uh, I know a lot of the purists are like, yeah, whatever. You got to get a, you got to get a motor, you, you know, motors, a cop out or whatever else. It's not pure kayak fishing. You're right. It's not. You turn your kayak into a boat, but isn't that the whole goal? You know, you're starting the bank and then you get off and, and a kayak is a way to get off of the bank. And then you want to get a little bit better, you know, in, in get a better kayak and a better kayak and, you know, always up in your chances or your ability to move around and to catch more fish and things like that you know and and it's neat that we're able to do that now back when i was getting off the bank it was a belly boat it wasn't even a kayak all my only option was a belly boat i'd blow it up on the bank and throw it out on the water and jump in it and start fishing and hope nothing chewed on my toes um but uh but now there's so many cool options and the sky's the limit well maybe my kayak's the limit but anyway the sky's the limit mine is pretty ridiculous and i'll be the first to tell you that but um but yeah dude I, and I love the XI3 up front. The difference between the Torquedo in the back and the XI3 is a Torquedo is a get there motor. And the XI3, the, the, the bow mounted motor is a, is a fishing motor. And so I love having both of them on my boat, although it probably almost sinks. But anyway, um, Oh, what's the rule for air temperature and water temperature? Somebody please remind me. I cannot remember what it's called, what it is. Chad would know it off the top of his freaking head, but I don't. Um, I mentioned it in a video a few years ago about um, about wintertime kayak fishing and that kind of stuff, but I, to, I just can't remember. I'm not good with numbers anyway. So, uh, Will Junkin says Alex Rudd had a PA14 crack on him. Got it. Got it covered under warranty. That's right. That may be why he's with Jackson now. He just got a gnar uh, a couple of weeks ago. I don't know. I haven't. I didn't talk to him about that when I saw him at the classic. So, fishing girl, what's up, fishing girl ninety four? Awesome, Willie Galloway, another first timer watching live chat. One, I have one question: Have you ever fished in Texas? If so, where at? Uh, I have fished all over Texas. Um, uh, gosh Almighty, Fork. Um, Lake Athens, uh, a couple of the other lakes around Lake Athens, uh, Belton, and a bunch of other ones. I, I've, I've done a lot of fishing in Texas. So um, let's see. Old Gramps, JT Hickman. What's up, man? So uh, Shows are over. Time to get back on the wagon and get these pounds off. That's true, man. That's true. I am back on my diet. Um for the most part, I, I fudged a little bit with my wife because I haven't seen her in a while. We sat down and ate a little, uh, a little dessert tonight. But, uh, but yeah, definitely, I feel a whole lot better now than I did last week. Eating all that junk while I was traveling is just, oh, goodness. Um, let's see. Here's one. Academy released their line of fishing gear. Have you have you had a chance to check any of their bait out? Baits out. As a newbie, I love to hear your opinion on them. I'll go look at them. There's, I don't have an academy real, real close to me. And then at the classic, that place was a zoo, so I didn't really ever go into the academy booth. So, all right, let's see. Um, 
Dominic Martin Fishing. How's it going, Fluke Master? Can I get some advice on fishing a reservoir that is around 48 degrees with fish suspending off flats in and around 13, 18 foot and lots of docks all around? Dude, you need to grab a jerk bait. 48 degrees to 55 to, to actually to almost 60 degrees. I'm going to throw a jerk bait. You need to get what you have to do is get a deep diver, one that goes about 10 feet deep. You want to force these fish to come up and feed up. They can see better up than they can down anyway. But um, if they're suspended out on, off of flats, just grab a jerk bait and work it real slow around areas. Don't rip it. I mean, you know, 48 degrees, there's no fish that's ripping really hard. Just to tap, tap, pause, tap, tap, pause, eat a sandwich, tap, tap, pause, drink your coffee. Just take your time and, uh, and you'll be, you'll do just fine. That and drag a jig on when they, when they're down on the bottom on hard, on those hard breaks, drag a football jig off of the bottom. So, and if it's there 13 to 18 feet, it tells me the water's pretty clear. So use natural color jigs, brown, blacks, and, uh, green pumpkins. So, um, let's see, have my first tournament of the year in the morning. Last time I fished this lake, I knocked the winning fish off my buddy's line with a net. Oh no, dude. I've done it. I've done it. You got to let him bring it in the net. Don't bring the net to the fish, bring the fish to the net. Oh man. Oh, uh-huh. Been there, done that. Uh, let's see. I'm 10 minutes behind on comments. Goodness gracious. Um, outdoorsman, the wind is, is a real bear to contend with in a paddle kayak, uh, spring 15 to 20 miles an hour in open water will kick you around. Sure will. That's why a motor is really good. Jessica, uh, what's going to be the best time of the year to come, uh, fish Gunnersville on your kayak guide trip. Gunnersville is on my bucket list. Um, dang it, Jessica, we may have to make you my first client, uh, <laughs> now through end of next month. And I'm almost ready. I've just got to, I got to get a, 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 a guiding kayak rigged up and I don't have all the stuff yet. So that's what I'm, I'm working on right now. But, uh, now through the end of, uh, till, till June, July, and it's even good in the, in when it's in the summertime too, it's just, it, it, you just have to move a whole lot more and then October and November. So, but I, I love catching, I can catch gun, fish on Gunnersville any time of the year. That grass really does make, make a difference, makes it to where they bite pretty much all year. So Andrew Watson, do you run both 1103 and XI3 or just one on the other? Um, when I'm not fishing a KBF tournament, I run both. Uh, the 1103 and the XI3, and I did that today. And uh, I don't run them at top speed, though. Don't it? That's not safe. It's not, you know, it doesn't really help much because the front motor steals all the water from the back motor, and you're just you're burning batteries, not getting a whole lot of, you know, not not they're not very efficient. So, um, but uh, but yeah, dude, it's a lot of fun. I run it probably 5.5 miles an hour everywhere. Also, any tips on the XI3 pinpoint and stealth? Uh, Sometimes it goes crazy and spooks the, the, the spot or maybe it just this maybe it's just the spot. Typically, like if you're if you're under a lot of trees or under a bridge and stuff like that, that's when your spot lock or your or your pinpoint will lose its its signal because it's getting it from satellites. 
Um, so that you, that's almost to be expected. But, uh, yeah, I've never had it really go crazy on me unless my remote control battery was dead or dying. So, Sweet. Somebody answered the question. So the degrees, if the degrees in the water and the degrees on the, of the, of the, uh, of the air, if you add them up and they equal 120, if they're below that, it's dangerous. If it's above that, it's safe. So I think that's right. James Summers, welcome, man. Let's see. <laughs> All right, so I want to go back and answer a question that was asked a little while ago while I was doing my intro. Um, the uh, the slobber knocker, and I talked a little bit of this about this in the video that I, I'm going to edit tonight. But the slobber knocker and the the jackhammer, I still fish the jackhammer about ninety percent of the time. But the slobber knocker really does shine when you're fishing in through uh, through brush piles and over wood and and in lily pads and stick ups and that kind of stuff. Anything that the um, anything that the that the jackhammer gets hung in, the slobber knocker will come through. But the jackhammer still is a better bait through the grass. And I and I haven't really tested the slobber knocker on my home lake that has no grass. But that time is coming up. We're only about a week uh, away from me throwing a chatterbait till my arm throws off. So I'll grab and tie a slobber knocker onto another uh, a second rod and use it as well. So, um, let's see. Robert Albrighton got me a bucket tonight, today on your advice. Oh, got a bucket mouth. So you got a big fish. Okay. Uh, yum, uh, yum, swim dinger. Thanks for teaching uh, me to bass fish pops. <laughs> Thanks, Robert. I appreciate it. Never been called pops before. <laughs> oh, goodness. Let's see. Jennifer Ellis, what's going on, Jennifer? She says, Hey, Gene. Uh, hey, Mr. Gene, good to see you. Black and Alive. Quest quick question Is there a chance you could do a video on fluorocarbon? Uh, does lighter lines sink faster than heavier line? Yes, it does strictly from physics. Uh, it's just not as the, the diameter is different. So it's going to sink a little bit faster. Um, you know, and, and it also, the lighter the line, the deeper your crankbaits can get just because of less, uh, less resistance on the water. So let's see. Uh, do you ever add weights to your frogs? Yes, I actually have a little pack of one thirty-second tungsten weights and one sixteenth ounce tungsten weights that I'll add to my frogs when I'm fishing mats because I want that frog to push down on that mat a little bit. I mean, though I'm talking about those really thick Gunnersville, Chickamauga, Tennessee River mats. You want it to push down a little bit. It, it will sink if you get it in open water and stop it. It will sink, but I don't want it to to push too hard. Usually. Uh, I'll add a, about an eighth of an ounce worth of weight to it to do that. So, uh, Mark Beats, how was your visit to Decatur? Fishing on Wheeler this week sucked. <laughs> I was ready to choke myself. It's just really bad conditions for me. Chad caught him, but he was fishing around the spring. I went off exploring, and and I, we were in backwaters, and the fish had not pulled, had not moved up, all the way up 
to those backwaters yet. I'm sure they were all the way out closer to the main lake. We just didn't go out there. So, but uh, don't you feel most people fish too fast? I think most people fish too fast or too slow. In other words, there's for me when I want to catch a giant fish, I'm either I'm either dragging really really slow, or if the condition's right, I'm cranking really really fast like last night um it was starting to get dark we still had about an hour and a half left of daylight but the wind started blowing out of the south and pushing up against a bank that i knew was a spawning bank and i knew it was also a traveling bank and it had uh eelgrass and milfoil in it and it was two to four feet deep and i knew that if the wind started blowing it was going to concentrate fish on that back on, on the back part of this little pocket and so i grabbed a chatterbait half ounce chatterbait so it would stay down while i was reeling it as fast as i could and literally on the second cast i caught about a 19 incher uh and then on the four casts later five casts later i caught an eight pound two ounce giant 20 23 and a half to 24 inch absolute stud of a fish and uh and you know, and I was reeling it super, super fast, but, um, but so there's, there's one or the other. And then, and then in the summertime, I'm dragging so slow. You can literally eat half your meal while you're dragging a worm four to five minutes a, a cast. So that's when I catch my giants and most people are in between. That's why I say they're either too fast or too slow. They're, we've got this average speed that we tend to do a lot and, and it doesn't work all the time. It does catch fish. But I usually catch my giants either really, really fast or really, really slow. So what's your favorite kayak safety light to use for tournament tournament fishing? The the new Yak Attack um carbon uh Visicarbon Pro. Not the I had the old one that had like the the regular incandescent LED light and it was not bright at all. But the new LED one, or is the ink non it was a non-LED light. The new LED one is super, super bright. And lasts a long time. Um, that's that's my it's that's the, the one I like the most is that one because it's, it's just super bright. So Jekyll Productions says, "Great to see you at the Classic Super Pumps. You're getting back to videos. Me too, man. Me too. I've just got to get back. I got to get my head back in the game where I'm grinding and I enjoy it. Uh, you know, right now I've just kind of I've gotten away from editing. I've paid somebody to edit for the last four and a half years." I, I'm not going to do that anymore. I want to go back and do it myself and fall back in love with that part. So I really enjoyed it. I just haven't done it enough. So, uh, outdoors, man, she said, he says, your ability flute master to load a kayak and keep it organized amazes me. I'm glad you didn't see the floorboard of my kayak today. Oh my gosh. It was a mess. I was stepping all, all over stuff. Oh, Andrew Watson is power lines from Stevens Creek Dam. Oh, must be talking to me. It's power lines. Um, let's see. Casual bass guy. Uh, what, what platform do you fish from the most? Your yak or your boat? My kayak. Uh, for a couple of reasons. I really, really enjoy it. I've got my kayak dialed in the way I like it. It's got all the bells and whistles that I want. I can customize it real quick, pull a fish finder out if I don't need if I don't need two fish finders, I pull one off. If I don't need the live scope, I pull it off. I put it on. I can do all kinds of stuff really quick with that kayak. I've, I've worked really hard to get it to where I can I can adjust for conditions and, and things like that. 
and also uh, business-wise, the kayak world is growing. Uh, those companies are more willing to uh, to help me feed my family and keep my wife happy and that kind of stuff. And so kayaking is where it's at. Really, it is. Um, and the boat world is still behind understanding what influencers, what value influencers are, things like that. So, it, you know, it's just the way it is. But I, I enjoy it. I really do. I, I love love fishing out of a kayak. My bona fide is just a lot of fun to fish out of. So, um, <laughs> Applin's heart wants another fluke master hat. That's awesome, man. I appreciate you, man. Um, let's see. I've never seen an anchor or power pole used in a tournament video. Why? Um, I use it down in Florida. I use a power pole all the time down in Florida. I used one today sight fishing. Um, but I typically don't when I'm open water, when I'm doing that kind of stuff, there's really no need to have the power pole. And then I don't use an anchor because I've got the, the, the pinpoint or the, the GPS spot lock on my motor guide XI3. So I just hit a button and it anchors me in, in off, you know, deeper than a foot and a half. So, uh, I just really haven't had much of a need now. When I go pick up my new uh, RVR-119, the riverboat from Yak Attack, it's going to have an anchor on it because in rivers, I use a yank anchor all the time. So I can't wait to get that thing. It, I paddled it up in Indiana when at a, in a test tank, and it was awesome. So, uh, What's your thoughts on the KVD popping perch? It is ugly but it catches the crap out of fish. It really is. It's one of those baits where it's not really, it wasn't made to catch fishermen. It was made to catch fish. So is braid to fluorocarbon really worth it for spinning rods? Yes. For everything else, it's just going to be personal preference. I used to do it and I went right back to straight fluorocarbon on my bait casters. Unless I really need braid, unless it's a technique that I need braid. So yeah. And, you know, I, I typically will use like Seaguar, a Brazex if I'm in really rough stuff. I don't change my fluorocarbon out as much as you think I, I should or as much as other professionals do or the, the guy, the tournament guys do. I change mine out about every three to five months and I'm in the, on the water all the time. Or when it starts to feel really nasty, if I've gotten a lot of backlashes and stuff like that, I'll do that. But I've never had an issue with it, just not changing it out. So. I mean, that's why I fish Seaguar. It's good stuff. How long do you, how long do you think it takes for a few, for a new neighborhood pond in Georgia to naturally get fish into it? Um, probably about two years, a year and a half to two years, depending on the, the species of fish. So, and but you can contact DNR, and a lot of times they'll tell you how you can go get uh, fish to stock in it for free, or even for just a little bit of money. But typically they'll stock it for free. At least they used to. So uh ever fish any arizona or have any plans to i was supposed to fish a tournament there this last year uh but it uh but it, i the gas prices shot to five dollars a gallon and i'm like nope i'm not traveling out there oh tackle junkie 81 what's going on my long lost but brother man oh man you gotta his channel is booming right now i love it absolutely love it old jimmy good dude really good dude um That big belly is what's giving you bad luck. 100%. Hey, 100%. I've got to get back to losing weight. I lost 20 pounds early this year. 
and got home and got in a funk and, and started eating what my kids were eating and got gained it all back. So uh, am I excited about the KBF tournament? I'm not fishing. Only I'm only fishing one challenge tournament this year. So um, have any tips for fishing a strip pit lake without electronics? I have I've never fished a strip pit. So I, I wouldn't know where to start, really. Just looking for points is what I typically do anywhere. And then I don't have electronics as I'm fishing. I'm fishing primary and secondary points that I can see coming off the bank. So, but I'm not sure, man. All right. This is a good question. J.W. Blunt says, explain how the KBF state challenges work. Do you fish a certain days or and times or any days of the week? So the state challenges are a month long. Fish any days of the week, day or night, as like, like as long as you're following the rules of the lakes that you're fishing. So like, for instance, my home lake that I fish all my challenges on, it, it opens at sunrise and closes at sunset. So, you know, I can't sneak on there at night and fish and, and, and count those fish or anything else. Um, but, uh, but yeah, as long as it's within the state boundaries and it's public access water, it can't be private water. Uh, and you're you go out and go catch them, man. That's it's pretty, pretty fun. It's pretty fun. I joined this one this this month because of that video I just shot. I don't know if I'm going to fish this month's hard. I may wait until my peak months on my home lake or June, uh, June July. So I may end up fishing the challenges for June or July, just to qualify for the championship is all I want to do. So. Let's see. Icon Boat certainly took advantage of Jacob we of Jacob Wheeler. Maybe they're uh, they're catching on. I don't I don't know what they what you're talking about taking advantage of Jacob Wheeler. But man, that's a the uh, the design of that boat is pretty pretty wicked. I really really enjoy it. Connor Connor, my first member. He goes in Indiana, as you say. <laughs> did uh, did you get out on the White River or Lake Monroe? Nope, I sure didn't. Sure didn't. Uh, it was cold, and I had a two-week. I did the in the indie sports show. Uh, Chad and I did four seminars a day, and over a two-week period, uh, yeah, we busted our butt. So not not any fishing. Not any, we didn't even take a kayak with us. I don't think I didn't. Chad did. So uh, I've been doing on Rocky Mountain this year. I've only fished it a couple of days. I fished it today. But I went out and just shot a video and I only caught, I went out and just fun fished for a couple of, uh, uh, just caught a couple of fish and then came home. So Mike McKinstry, what's up, man? Dude, I can't believe you got a TV show on the Outdoor Channel. That is so freaking awesome, man. Awesome. And I got your text. I just haven't had a chance to, to text you back. He also, he's an author of your children's book, which I don't know. I may have talked to you about that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know me. Uh, I'm just going to rip on you anyway. Um, let's see. No fishing in North Carolina. What's my chatterbait real speed? I like a seven speed. So seven, five to one, seven, three to one, somewhere around that. Uh, and, and if I've got to burn it, I'm still going to use a seven, three to one. I'm not going to go up to an eight to one. I don't need to. So, uh, Jennifer Ellis, what kind of diet are you on? I'm actually... Uh, I just have to go low carb is what I have to do for several reasons. It, uh, it levels out my, my blood sugar. It, um, 
It gives me energy because I'm burning my fat. It uh, it helps with uh, a ton of things. It it just it it it's an anti-inflammatory diet, so all of my pains of all my joints and things like that goes away. It's just a really really good diet for me. Um, uh, that, but I don't go low carb and no vegetable. I like to eat my salads, and so I go uh, light salads and stuff like that once or twice a day. So see planning any michigan or midwest trips this season only if you call me dude <laughs> i can always come up to michigan in the summertime for sure we can definitely do that um yeah i don't have a whole lot of plans for traveling i just want to make as many videos as i can this year so uh tj is still on here what's my favorite bait for april Chatterbait, um, and a chatterbait, and then if they're spawning, and I kind of want to play around with some spawning fish, a big lizard. So, oh, using Jacob as an influencer, Caleb. Ah, I get you. I get you, man. Yep, yeah. But dude, that boat is so the Icon boat is really, really neat. From a guy who used to build boats, it's really neat being able to access everything to replace pumps. To, to fix things that break because things break in, in boats, no matter what you do. It's just a really cool. And that live well is, is sick. You know, it's got a, it's got a cooling system to cool the water. It's got a, an extra reservoir that you put G juice in and it automatically dispenses G juice into your water. I mean, it's just a ton of really cool things. So, Oh, it's on the discovery channel, not on, on outdoor network. Okay. That's awesome. Mike. That's awesome. I knew it was one of those big channels. I didn't know which one. Uh, let's see. JW, this is a follow-up from the question for, about the challenge series. Does each state hold a regional regional tournament to determine who goes to the championship? Nope. Uh-uh. It's not, there's no regional tournament. It goes uh, the top 10% of each month qualify for the championship, if I remember correctly. If read the rules unless I don't think they've changed. How is it determined who goes to the regional tournament or championship? Last question, I promise. <laughs> yep. So I think it's the top 10% of uh, finishers in the tournament. So he says, hey, I did text you. You probably did, man. I'm telling you. Let's see how many texts I have that I haven't opened. I'm really bad at it. 50. I got 50 texts I haven't opened. So, yeah, I need to go catch up. I just get so busy doing videos and doing traveling. And when I'm driving, I don't answer my texts. And I just, it's hard to go back. So, you know me. Uh, hey, Gene, you ever throw a cover scat? I do. I have a whole, I have seven or eight bags of them. And that's what I threw. Uh, it's really, really similar to the new bait that Yamamoto has, the Yamatanuki. So, Definitely uh ned rig or jig smackdown challenge uh jig for sure um can you upload a podcast again please tim i i need to figure out how to do it again they um what was it uh who bought podcast hold on a second I'm going to I'm going to make sure I'm telling you the right thing. So Spotify bought Anchor 
and basically shut it down and I can't log in because I don't know what my Spotify login is and I haven't been able to get it. So I've just got to figure that out. So basically what I was doing with Anchor, I can't do anymore because Spotify bought them out and just said, okay, see ya, you know? So no instructions, no anything else. It's just is what it is. So I got to figure out how to do that. It's got to be a different way of doing it. So I didn't lose my show, but I just can't get to it. Uh, opinion on Ascend kayaks. They are really popular in the Pacific Northwest. I've never been in one, but my good buddy that I fished with all the time, Damon Henderson, uh, just got rid of his last year. He flipped it twice, lost thousands of dollars worth of gear. Um, and, uh, it's just not a really good, big, big water kayak. If you're fishing small ponds, things like that. Yeah, it's fine. So, uh, he got rid of it and got a, I think a native Titan 10 is what he got. So, let's see. Lowell Henderson, he says, better tell Chad to get out of that trailer tonight. Serious weather coming. <laughs> you know, those tornadoes, man, they head for those trailer parks too. It's like they detour to a trailer park. It's sad. Oh, man. I... I've done a lot of uh, um, a lot of cleanup after big storms and stuff like that. And man, trailer parks are always a disaster. It's unreal. Um, if my Appling's heart says, if my truck and my money was right, I would have been down there and to get the autograph and meet you. Uh, one of your biggest fans. God bless. Be safe, dude. I know you are, man. I need to get to Augusta and go fishing with you, but I, I just don't know when I want to do it. So, um. All right. Says you can log on to Spotify with your face. I know, but I can't access. I can't. I can log in with Facebook, but it's not the. It's not the right account. So I just got to figure that out. Michael Barkley, Facebook, he says, what is your favorite and least favorite topwater? My favorite topwater is a frog. My least favorite one to fish is, is, of course, a Clark's Hill staple, which is a big pencil popper. It just wears me out. Uh, another one I don't like to fish very much, believe it or not, is a, a whopper plopper. Uh, it just, those things drive me nuts sometimes. And I don't catch a whole lot of fish on them. The ones I do catch are always good, but I'd rather fish other things than a whopper, 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 a buzz bait or anything else. So, uh, and I've got a whole box of them and I don't not fish them. I just don't enjoy it as much. So Clinton Benson, best budget kayak. Yeah. Y'all are going to have to help him with that. Clinton, I do not have a budget kayak and I bought a budget kayak years ago. It was a, it was a, um, I can't remember what it was. It was a 12 foot kayak and I sold it after two trips because my back hurt so bad after fishing out of it. And so, uh, yeah, I'm not the one to ask about a budget kayak, but I'm sure there's some guys in here that will help you by, you know, by responding in the, in the chat. So, um, Applin's heart. What's an 8.1 good re, uh, good for? Talking about a reel, a high-speed reel. So what I use a high-speed reel for is mainly like baits that I'm flipping and pitching to cover. Uh, 
or <coughs> pitching or flipping are mostly my dragging baits, mainly because, especially when I'm dragging like a worm or a Carolina rig or something like that, I only want to drag it through a certain section or or certain distance i'm getting it through the strike zone but once i'm out of the strike zone i want to reel it back in as fast as i can to get another cast and that over time over that over a full day of fishing you can gain so many more casts and more cast equals more fish but you can gain so many more casts by having a high speed reel and that's really the only reason why i use an eight a, a eight three to one so i remember back in the day when i was first starting to bass fish and uh fishing tournaments a high speed reel was a six, eight to one. It wasn't even a seven speed. And so um, a lot has changed over the, over the years, but uh, now my average, the one I use the most is a seven, five to one or a seven, three to one, depending on the, the model of 13 reel that I'm using. So um, <laughs> Michael Barkley saying, come on, man, hating on the Whopper plopper. <laughs> It's a shame they catch big fish. That's hilarious, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, have you used any Stanley top toes? Yes, I have. I always keep them with me. They're really good for me around lily pads. They just, I, I just have a lot of confidence with them around lily pads. They don't get hung up nearly as much. So I've never fished real foot lake in Tennessee. Um, Picked up some black Zoom Unitoads just because I've never used them. Dude, I saw those the other day, and I've never fished them either. I didn't buy them at the Classic, but I saw them. So I have some of the of the other ones. It's the same material that the Unitoads are made out of, but it's got two legs. So, um, While I got you guys on here, we're talking about new kayaks and stuff like that. So on, uh, I'm gonna pull up my calendar real quick. Next month, on the 22nd of April, uh, Westbrook Supply is having a demo day on Lake Lanier. If you go to the Westbrook Supply Facebook page, you'll be able to um, you'll be able to see what the date, what time it is, and where the location is. But I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna bring a bunch of kayaks for people to demo. A lot of the other guys are gonna be there from Westbrook and bringing their kayaks. And you'll be able to demo a bunch of different style and a different entry level all the way up to advanced level kayaks. So if you're in the in the in the market for a kayak, dude, it's a perfect time. And uh, like I said, I'm going to try to be there. Um, I'm about 99% sure I'm going to be there. So and I'll have the new the new uh, RVR 119s. I'll have uh, my SS 127s and uh, RS 117. I think I'm going to bring it. So. <laughs> Pat Crawford, budget kayak means hurting back. A lot of times it does. If you're going to, you you know, but what I always tell people when they're looking for their first kayak is buy one that floats, buy a good paddle, buy a good PFD, get used to it, figure out what you like and what you don't like, sell it and buy your next kayak. So, but, you know, use it for a year, six months to a year. So, what do you look for in a kayak and what do you stay away from? So I look for stability a lot. You know, it's a lot like other many other anglers is I want to be able to stand up in my kayak. I want it to be very difficult to flip. So if I'm testing a kayak out, if I'm out on a demo day testing a kayak out, I'm going to have swim gear on 
I'm going to be ready to get wet. And I'm going to go out in a kayak and I'm going to paddle it around. I'm going to stand up in it. I'm going to rock back and forth. I'm going to play around with it sitting down. I'm going to see how easy it is to paddle. I'm going to see if it, if I, when I, when I stop paddling and I let go, does it stay straight or does it veer off to the side real hard? A little bit of veer is okay. Uh, just means it tracks well. I'm going to do a bunch of different things just to test it out. But the biggest thing is, is I want to know how stable it is. And I'm going to grab that that right handle or that left handle. And I'm going to go over the opposite way, way and I'm going to flip that sucker over. And I'm going to see how hard it is to flip over. And then I'm going to try to get it flipped back over and climb back into it and see whether I like it or not. Uh, I'm going to do a bunch of different things. But I'm going to get wet and I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm just going to test everything out. Um, but that's what I do in, in, in any demo day when I'm, when I'm trying anybody's kayak out. So that's what I'm looking for when I'm demoing it. Um, I also want plenty of storage because I keep a lot of crap. I've got camera gear, I've got electronics, I've got batteries, I've got trolling motors and I've got tackle. So I want to make sure it's got a lot of room for me. So, um, Nick Brett Dukas says, uh, what's up, man? You ever fished with Dowie? I have. I've uh, old video of mine where I fished a lake that I've never fit, been to before, and I showed people how I break it down was Lake Wadawi. So, yeah, that was a long time ago. That was probably eight, nine years ago. So, Denny Platt, what's your favorite bed fishing soft plastic? Uh, I start off with a big lizard, a Zoom Magnum lizard. Um, a lot of people will throw a bright color so you can see it, which I, I think is great. I actually throw a watermelon color clear. I can't see it at all, but because of my line angle and how many times I've done this, I about know where the, the lizard is and I know how to make that bat, that bass react. So, hey, Dean Bowling pa uh, uh, posted the, the link to the Facebook page for the demo days. Thanks, Dino. Appreciate it. Um, let's see. Um, when the scum frog came out in the 90s it was the softest hollow frog i've ever fished and i fell in love with it still fishing to this day but also uh fish others i do i got a lot of different frogs the uh, the scum frog is a really good frog um they've upgraded the hook since you probably got your first one which is really good because the first hooks they had were lousy but that was all they could get for the frog so but yeah, a lot of it, a lot of that, the little details have changed, but it's still the same old frog. So what do I like to use at Rocky Mountain? Oh, man. So I typically will throw a chatterbait a lot. I'll be throwing a squirrel a lot over the next couple of weeks. Um, and flipping a creature bait. They tomorrow morning. I don't know what I'm going to be doing tomorrow morning. I'm going to try to get there early. But uh, but not sure of what I'm going to do to fish or what I'm going to do to catch fish. Probably a lipless crankbait or or a square bill. So, uh, which what technique would you like to learn more of? Uh, big swim baits is it's something I've been trying to learn for the last two three years. Just have very little confidence in big wake baits and or big glide baits and big swim baits. So uh, I'm working on it. I've caught a lot of fish on them, just not. It's not something I really can do all day long. So kayak versus bass raider, which is really a good question. 
Uh, my thoughts on a kayak versus a Bass Raider. Now, Bass Raider is really good uh, as long as you don't have to drag it around. And I have drug a Bass Raider about a quarter of a mile back to down through a cow pasture, through the woods, through a, a swamp to get to this lake that we had permission to, to fish a long time ago. And I don't ever want to do that again. But with a kayak, basically, especially with a bona fide, the bottom being so flat, you can just grab, you know, hook a rope onto one side, hook it onto your shoulder straps or just throw it over your shoulder and drag it on through the woods and stuff like that. Just a lot more mobile with it. Um, it's also a lot more, a lot more maneuverable and, uh, and, you know, and that's about it. That's the only thing I can think of. It's been a long time, but I used to haul a bass raider around in my truck all the time when I was a teenager. So, um, Let's see. Wheezy614. Thanks, man. It was pretty, it's good to meet y'all too. Definitely, definitely. Um, do you still fish BM Plantation? I haven't seen any videos from there in a while. So they changed ownership. <coughs> the previous owner wasn't a uh, very honest person. And if you know me, I don't deal with dishonest people very well at all. Um, and so uh, we kind of, cut ties and he went bankrupt and not because of me, he just was a bad businessman. And the two guys that, that bought it are trying to figure out how they can use us. And we're trying to find a kind of a middle ground. It's going to be a business thing where we're, you know, I want to make sure I'm making money uh, for my time over there and promoting them and that kind of stuff. But, uh, but matter of fact, he texted me yesterday or he called me yesterday. I didn't, I wasn't able to talk to him because I was filming. But, uh, but yeah, dude, we're, something's going to happen. You'll see me at BMW a couple more times, uh, during the year, at least we just got to figure out what, what's going on there. So, but, uh, let's see. Um, a lot of you guys are helping this guy out with kayak suggestions, which is great. I really appreciate it. So are you fishing KBF pro again this year? No, cause they're not having the pro and I'm not fishing any more tournaments. Uh, that, like I said, the only tournament I'm going to fish is a challenge series to qualify for the championship. And then I'm done. I've got to shoot videos this year. I can't get sidetracked with tournaments. And like I've said for many, many years that if I ever get serious about tournaments, which I did last year, there's not going to be hardly any videos, which there weren't. And so this year I got to get back to shooting videos and give, give you people what you want uh, for the most part. But I really enjoy teaching people. I just got away from it for tournaments. So uh, shot a video today and I hope to shoot three or four more tomorrow. So, um, I'm gonna make this last a little bit longer because some of your guys' suggestion for this guy looking for a beginner kayak are really, really good. Um, let's see, lure recommendations for a deeper lake. I live near Norris Lake in East Tennessee. <laughs> so, a lot of finessey stuff. And I'm not, not like for me I, in, in a deep clear Lake like Norris, I'm using light line on a, on a spinning rod. Uh, I'm using finesse techniques like shaky heads and Ned rigs and, and uh, Nico rigs and, you know, a bunch of stuff like that, just because that light line things sink a little bit faster so you can get more casts in. Um, but deep crankbaits, a lot of lead headed jigs, you know, um, 
you know, I'll, I'll get an underspin and stuff like that. What I would suggest with Norse Lake is I want you to go watch videos about Lake Lanier and how they fish Lake Lanier. Cause Lake Lanier, although they're spotted bass, it fishes a lot like Norris. And so the underspin techniques they use on Lake Lanier, the drop shot techniques, that kind of stuff is the same kind of stuff you would use up on Norris Lake. So, um, does your tournament strategy change with a lot of incoming rain water during the pre-spawn? Yes. Um, it has more to do with the temperature of the water that's coming in. If it's a cold rain and that kind of stuff, then it's going to push them out. It's going to, it's going to have a, a major negative effect instead of a minor negative effect. Uh, and I'm also going to avoid muddy water for that period of time. So I'm going to go, instead of going back up a creek that has water flowing into it, I'm going to go into pockets that doesn't have water flowing into it. So those pockets will stay clear and I'm going to look for bass in those pockets. I'm going to look for bass out on the main lake that the water, where the mud water hasn't gotten to yet. And then a few days after a rain, I'm going to go all the way to the back of the creek where the clean water is coming in from the creek. The rest of the lake is filled up with muddy water, and I'm going to I'm going to concentrate on the back of the creek. So I'm always looking for the clearest water that I can this time of the year. They need sunlight to, to spawn, so they're going to be looking for it too. Um, favorite fishing shirt, hood or no hood? Hood, uh, mainly because of sun exposure. I always, 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 I put this one on just before this, uh, this uh, live. I always have a fishing shirt on that has a hood on, especially on sunny days. So, and I don't get burned very often. I always wear long sleeves. These, uh, these are actually new shirts from, uh, from Realtree Fishing. Uh, they actually, you go on their website, realtreefishing.com and, and all these really, really cool shirts and a lot of hooded uh, sun shirts this year. So. That's something totally new from them. I picked up several of them while I was at the Classic. So, <laughs> James Barnett. Him. My wife is making me go fishing tomorrow. This will be my first trip since last spring. I got a new SS-127 last July. Have fun, brother. You have a good wife. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> William says... Gene, I, for one, have watched less because I totally miss your great how-to videos. Dude, they're coming. Uh, I hate to hear that, but that's awesome, man. I, I'm glad 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 you support what I'm doing. So, um, All right, we're going to get a couple more questions. You guys, don't forget to sign up for the Knucklehead Bass uh, Knucklehead Tournament over on, uh, on Fishing Chaos. Uh, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. It really is. So I got to figure out what I'm going to give the winner from this month. Gene, I love lipless and flat-sided cranks in cold water, but when I need to decide which one to use, I just tie one on and switch to the other if I'm not getting bit. Any advice? Um, before you switch, change your the way you're retrieving it. And especially with a lipless, you know, I've got that really, really old lipless crankbait video where I talk about how I will reel it really fast and kill it, and I'm just doing this. And it's just, I know you guys can't see it because of the, the, the camera, but, uh, but I'm just at super fast and stop super fast and stop and in inconsistent distances and stuff like that. I do that with, with lipless like crazy and in flat sided crankbaits, I'm trying to beat it off of heavy or of hard cover or hard structure. And, and so I'm reeling it down, banging it off of stumps and, and stick ups 
and rocks and anything else I can get a hold, you know, get it, run it into. So, but, uh, all right, well guys, I really appreciate you, um, joining me tonight. I appreciate all the questions. Thanks for those who, uh, who joined in with super chat with your donations. I really appreciate that too. Uh, but like I always say, be sure to introduce somebody to fishing, introduce them to my channel. Let me help you teach them how to fish. More importantly, get out on the water, go ahead and catch some fish and have a great day. We'll see you.